0: I have a new exercise routine. Oh, thank oh, goodness. Anything we can do to extend your reign, I, I think we should do.
1: Yeah, I I don't ever since I had a child and it's now a 15 month old child, uh I haven't had I a lot call of time. Your baby to, an it? You know. It. it you know. <laughs> <laughs> Got it. Good old Got it. it. Great. Um I haven't had a lot of time to take care of old me yeah. and my well being. Sure. But I found a way to do that. And here's the thing. I don't want to spend a lot of time. Chris Plant walks around his neighborhood for three hours and that's his exercise. I ain't got that sort of time to walk yeah. around my neighborhood for three that hours.
2: Something high intensity. High
1: intensity, high low interval. time commitment yeah. and something mm. that I could theoretically do every day. Okay. Okay. Here's what I'm doing. Every single day. Wait, I, can we all just take a quick guess? Oh, sure.
0: Are you doing like spinning a rope around? Oh, that's like, good. Uh, I've seen videos of people doing that on YouTube. It's like a big thing you. I've seen
1: it where around. they hit the rope to, on the ground, like two ropes at the same time. Yeah, just I spinning think it's be a rope, something like a, like a
3: Bocce ball with your kid. Yeah. like you're gonna right. throw your kid as a bocce ball.
1: I mean, he's not round enough. He wouldn't roll.
3: <sighs> oh, why do I worry? I it's you gonna be something just worse. Just sort
2: of cage fighting. Cage oh, oh,
1: ready, the yes. octagon. Russ, we're ready. Okay, so I walk down to the basement of my building. Yeah. Uh-huh. and then i just walk all the way up to the top floor which is 15 floors at once and then i'm done
2: okay so you just walk, you, go up, you go up i don't and know down why so
3: you 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 mocked me for walking yeah. around a neighborhood and your yeah. answer is that you walk on you don't even leave your building
1: that's correct and it's I, very dark <laughs> in the stairwell it's a very dark stairwell and it's not that- scenic at all, but I am able to do it in like six or seven minutes and uh-huh. that feels very productive because I get a good, uh, you know, I get breathy by the end of it. Sure, yeah, yeah. sure. And what's that sound like?
2: <sighs> and there it is. is. You can use that sound for whatever you need, you fucking creeps. Whatever you need to use that sound for, you fucking weird creeps, nasty weirdos. Now you have it.
0: My name is Justin McElroy, and I know the best games
3: of the week. My name is Griffin McElroy, and I know the best games of the week. My name is Christopher Thomas Plant, and I know the best
1: games of the week. My name is Russ Frosting, and I know the best games of the week.
0: Hello and welcome, everyone, to The Besties, where we talk about the latest and greatest in uh, electronic interactive entertainment. It's a video game club, and just by listening, you, my friend, are a member when I was a kid, there used to be these Brock's Pick-A-Mix stands at the grocery store, and you would uh, have these bins that you would fill up a bag. The Chewy uh, Candies, right, Brock's? There, there's lots of different... Brock's is a brand, so there's lots of different
1: ones. They, they do, like, a of, terrible candy corn.
0: There's a terrible candy corn, just, like, all candy corn. Yeah. Um, there's, like, uh gumballs covered in candy uh there's like gumdrops it's a pick a mix and the important thing is that's what we're doing today we're filling up we're getting our little bag and our mom said we could fill it up halfway and we're just making ourselves a little pick a mix
1: do you think the pandemic started in a pick a mix
0: probably now somebody just said somebody just ate uh one of those jelly fruit wedges <laughs> that's how it was yeah
2: uh, so, Chris, t- tell us all about tell us everything about every game, Chris.
3: There's too many video games. They everybody said, "Hey, we're gonna have a pandemic, you know, video game drought." It's been building up for years, and then video games was like, "No, we're not." And then the people were like, "But we have so much backlog," and the video games were like, "I don't care." There's a trombone game, and then the people were like, "Okay, that sounds cool.
2: That sounds good, actually.
0: That sounds good." Yeah, so that's what we're going to talk about this week. That and so much more.
3: besties rocketmoneycom slash besties
0: i just sent you guys a picture on slack of a, a of pick a mix. Mix? tell wow. me that doesn't fire
2: something oh, deep that looks you. so bad when were you how born is it? justin there's Ooh. so many different types of candy present in this kiosk you would <laughs> think they could have found
1: one dead. good one <laughs> what, this this image looks like it's from 1971 does this ring bells for you justin
0: I mean not the style, the fashion. It did predate me a
1: little bit. Yeah. Did you get, like get a pick a mix and then go see, you
3: know, like Puff the Magic Dragon? <laughs> what was your what were your days like?
0: I filled my pockets with mallow cream pumpkins and had <laughs> myself a day. A little bridge mix. So the terrible uh, Neapolitan chewables. Oh, the
2: God. Huntington Mall got the seventies in the early nineties, so <laughs> Man, no wonder
3: kids' teeth were destroyed. Like this looks like actual dental harm.
0: Yeah, they had like jelly nougats. (laughs) Yeah, (laughs) those those were those were rough. Those were rough.
2: So anyway, who? How are we structuring this?
1: This I think we're just going to we should start throwing throwing games out there, and I'll 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 start here with one of the best games I've played in recent memory, which is the game is called Trombone Champ. Oh yeah. And you play a motherfucking trombone.
2: Okay, languages seemed unnecessary, but yeah, yeah. yeah I just wanted like,
3: to like put a little. You're trying to get people it.
1: excited about music history. Yeah, so oh, music theory. Oh, okay, so Trombone mm-hmm. Champ is a rhythm game, um, but it's not like the rhythm games you remember because most of it you sound terrible. I think most rhythm games, the point is to like make you feel like you have actual musical talent. Yeah, but in Trombone Champ. You sound constantly off-key as you try to work your way through a bunch of uh, fair-use, publicly available songs like uh, Auld Lang Syne and the uh, you know, National Anthem. And while this is happening, there is a me character sort of bouncing on the right side of the screen playing trombone, and uh, it's spectacular. I can't put it down.
2: It seems like a... Uh... Man, parody almost isn't the right word because Wii Music was this. Like, what we're looking... When I first saw a video of this game, it reminded me so much of the work of the great Ravi Drums uh, during that (laughs) Nintendo press conference. (laughs) Sure. uh, Where he and his, uh, his associates... Just made some, just made some really bad music together, uh, live on stage with their with their me characters, um, and and it's nice to see somebody sort of take that ball that Mr. Drum sort of crafted himself and then uh, made their
0: own sort of twisted spin on it. I it, it is a I think it's actually helpful to think of this as a a comedy, like yes. and in the sense yeah. that like. A lot of pro- games mess up with comedy because they do comedy like a movie, right? Where it's like funny lines that they written in the dialogue. Um, but I think games work best when they're doing – they're using mechanics to achieve something. And this is a comedy in the sense that when you play well, it sounds so bad and it's so funny every single time. Like yeah. I was like laughing my head off playing along with the game. I thought I was doing badly – Until I got my rating at the end, it's like, oh, I guess that was pretty good. (laughs) It sounds so, I can't. The effect of seeing it is like, I don't know if it doesn't tickle you to see someone like absolutely bomb some John Philip Sousa uh, solo on trombone. It's absolutely (laughs) hysterical,
1: and and I want to say like, in addition to like sounding very hilarious, and it does. It's very clear that they came up with the core idea. This like feels like a game jam idea. And then they just sank so much time into presentation and like polishing the look and the feel of it that it feels like way more like a premium product, even though at its core, it's almost like an art game. Well, with a caveat in that,
3: they, yeah, it's very polished in that it all runs well and it doesn't have bugs and things like that. But it, it doesn't look like a triple-A game. Like it looks goofy as hell. Yeah, but which, intentionally goofy. Like that's right, right, right. I'm it just saying. Looks like like um, I think that's like important a, because like comedies, if a, like a, take a movie, like a, a movie comedy looks like a good drama that actually makes it less funny somehow. Yeah, and I this think like looks it's important like, that this looks goofy.
1: This looks like a a WarioWare mini game. Yeah, basically throughout the entire thing. So for example, while you're playing "Old Grey Mare" classic song. <laughs> Uh, a bunch of horses start <laughs> just marching across the screen and they're not like high-res horses. They're just like JPEGs of horses that they found. <laughs> and right. so they, you know, that's the sort of style that they're going for. It f- definitely feels fills that pocket of games like, uh, what was the Goose game? Untitled Goose game. Yeah, um, yeah. Where I think it gifts really well, like it's perfect for social media. Um, and then when you play it, it's, uh, uh, you know, I didn't, Care for Goose Game, like the actual gameplay of it. But here, I actually enjoy trying to get good uh, scores in terrible generic songs. Um, it's been very satisfying. I don't know. I, I think the they song choice it. is so good. I mean, just saying Old Grey Mare makes me laugh. Like, what yeah. a funny song that I never think about. <laughs> they also have a running baboon joke that uh, runs throughout, which is quite funny. There's also in the settings, I haven't actually seen this in the game. In the settings, there's an option to turn off a jump scare. And I haven't seen the jump scare yet. And that alone oh, so funny. is terrifying yeah. me. Cause I don't know when the jump scare is going to happen, it's but I'm leaving it the scariest thing
0: they could do. They're saying like, there's one, there's one jump scare. <laughs> 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 it's what, but that's like, again, it's what's so smart about it is like, that's using like game mechanics. Right. And uh, as a, Way of being funny, like it's funny yeah. that there is one single jump scare that you don't know when it's coming, <laughs> and they've made it scarier by warning you that there is a jump scare <laughs> at some point, and you can deactivate it. <laughs> you don't
1: yeah.
0: Want to... Oh God, I. Oh it's,
1: man, it's great. It's it's good. really good. Uh, highly recommend it. Um, you can also learn about music history
3: with collectible trading cards in the game.
1: Yeah, there's loot boxes in the game, not with real money. Yeah, uh, just with currency that you earn as you're playing. I believe they're called dutes. And you earn trading cards. And then if you don't like the trading card or you get duplicates, you can turn them into poops. And then the poops can be used for other trading cards. <laughs> it's fucking wild. It's a weird game. I like it a lot. Uh, hey, it's, I think it's only on PC right now, which is kind of a drag. I played it on Steam Deck. Um,
0: I str- what method of control did you use?
1: Okay, this? so on Steam Deck, which again is not helpful because I realize most people don't have one, I used the touchpads, which basically mimic the mouse i think if most people if they're playing it on like a desktop or a laptop they're going to use a mouse keyboard i was
0: struggling to hit the sequences of notes well with like i wanted to be doing it with my thumb you know what i mean like my my index finger was having trouble keeping up with some like the the faster combos oh
1: i did it with my thumb and that uh, at least on steam deck Mm, that worked but yeah uh
3: some people have used the gyro controls I'm oh yeah, that, that would probably be oh, good, that's which fun. I think is clever. Yeah, yeah. Uh, um, speaking of
1: poop, uh, Slime yeah. Rancher two.
2: I don't know why you would. That's the. Train. Do they
1: poop in that game? I,
2: I thought that know. was like Are the whole thing. I thought poop they pooped like and then slime? you like
3: you you turn slime poop into a thing. Is that not how the game?
2: I mean, works? that's the, maybe the the grossest interpretation of the of what happened. Yeah, I thought and they, they
1: like, were having babies.
2: No, Jesus Christ. You guys played Slime Rancher, right?
1: I played the first one, and I thought, don't they duplicate if you put them in the same pen together?
2: Okay, so Slime Rancher 2 is out now. If you have not played that or Slime Rancher 1, it is, the way I like to describe it is like if Viva Pinata was a first-person shooter.
1: Uh, (laughs) okay can we reference something that's not a thousand years old at six feet also didn't we reference viva pinata we did it keeps coming up and (laughs) i feel like we're alienating
3: the audience No, this is
0: good people
2: should go play viva pinata fuck that yeah go play the uh why are we not allowed
0: to talk about you know you can talk about film yeah in a historical context well i roll my
2: eyes at that too yeah uh rare (laughs) the the rare xbox one like bundle thing that had like all every rare game uh, has has both Viva Pinata games, and they're great. Uh, so Slime Rancher is a game about owning and operating a slime farm.
1: I believe uh, it's a ranch.
2: Okay, <laughs> uh, and uh, you, you go around, you have a vacuum pack that you can use to suck up slimes, mm-hmm. uh, and then you grow food for those slimes that you can then turn around and feed them. Uh, there are... Uh, Sorry, you just f-
3: pause right there for one second. You, so you feed them, and then what would you say happens to that food after they eat it?
2: Okay, fine. Um, they create what are called plorts. <laughs> oh, that's oh, different. That's different. No, you're right, you're right, you're right. Because then you feed the plorts to... Uh, to other slimes, and you make like fusion slimes, Gross. and then you can sell the like, plorts for money. So if it was poop, it probably they wouldn't be able to sell the poop.
3: A fertilizer
2: it sells for plenty of money. Okay, that's fine too. Um, yes, so it, it it is a farming sort of game, kind of. It's it's a tough game to describe, honestly, because it is about. It's it's got sort of the uh, like. Collection like a uh, collectopedia style gameplay of a I
1: don't know a Stardew like Pokemon uh, or a Pokemon
2: sure uh, but but it also
1: don't you feel like it has like the progressiveness of like a uh, that's I the don't hook know.
2: Yeah, yeah it's it's you are constantly going around you are finding new areas to explore you are unlocking new upgrades for your you know mobility for your vacuum pack for your farm. Uh, for instance, you can build a corral for your slimes and then you can shoot food into that corral and then they will, you know, shit out their plorts and you can go in there and suck them up, but that can get annoying cause it's kind of tight space. So you can purchase, uh, you know, a plort collector upgrade for, for the corral so that it will do that shit automatically for you. Uh, it, it I, I love the original slime rancher, uh, I have played a few hours, I think, of Slime Rancher 2, and I am not, like, 100% like sure of what is super new in this one. Okay. They've done quite a bit of streamlining. Like, in, in the past game, you would go around, you would collect your slimes, you would harvest their plorts, you would sell the plorts for money, and then you would use those to unlock upgrades. And then there was, like, this separate science research sort of mechanic. Now those are both one thing. Uh, there you used to have to like plop down these mechanical harvesters to collect like resources in the environment, which was annoying because then you would have to go back and, uh, you know, find those later to collect the things from it. Now you just find them and suck them up in your vacuum pack. And I realize now that all of the things that I am describing sound like nonsense if you did not play the <laughs> original game. But I think that that is kind of telling, right? That there is not like such an enormous, like, change that the game can kind of hang its hat on. That said, Do, it's in early access, so, right. mm. like, who knows? Um, Does it look it, like... It looks great. It looks fantastic. Like, but much better I, than the original game? I, or not about much better. No.
1: Because um, I remember the original game had some difficulties running s- smoothly at times.
2: Oh, I don't know. I've been playing it on Steam Deck, and it's been running just fine. Um, yeah. And it's a, good, it's a great Steam Deck game. Uh, on, honestly, I am torn... I, I, after playing it uh, for a little bit I was torn about like even bringing it because it seems like the kind of game that, I am going to want to not play anymore until it's actually out, out. Yeah. Like a
1: rogue legacy two situation. Mm, Yeah. yeah. Right.
2: Like there's so much there and it demands a lot of you and there's so much, it's all about like progression and building this, this thing and spending a lot of time, like uh, on upgrades and all that jazz and the idea of doing that a little bit now and then coming back to it later when the rest of the shit is in the game uh does the not, plort the the rest of the plort is in the game does not seem very appealing um but at the same time i just really like playing slime rancher and this is more of it so seems like
3: a good steam deck game it's yeah. a great
2: steam deck game yeah it's uh it's i, I think it's maybe on switch too i'm not 100 sure hmm. honestly this is something me and russ have talked about the steam deck has like completely oh, yeah. swallowed up a lot of the excitement I used to get about uh, third party games coming to Switch because it's it, they just they just run better on Steam Deck uh, and so that is always going to be the platform that I know I
1: it's on Game Pass as well for what it's is like. it? oh okay yes. I mean if
2: it's on Game Pass just get it if, yeah you would I mean. be silly you'd be silly not to yeah. Um but also I think if you want to hold off until it's it's in full release that that is a, a sell- I don't think you'd be too.
0: silly not to money is not the only cost I want to oh, remind people wow. you wow. know what I mean your time also has value
2: Yeah I don't know that that's the kind of attitude you can bring into slime rancher too, but um,
0: <laughs> if you you want. can't allow yourself the idea that your time has value, because then it's like, why am I? Why am
2: I? I'm literally slimes? sucking
0: <laughs> shit with a
2: vacuum.
0: You're literally pushing buttons and interrupting electrical circuits. Wow. <laughs> so, I mean, come on, man. <clears throat> why don't you get outside? Have that you on ever, a f- hey, have you guys ever heard of sunflower?
2: Wow. <laughs> let's <laughs> let's put that on a fucking besties t-shirt. <laughs>
0: Um, I don't know if you guys have heard but there's music now from (laughs) symphony orchestra (laughs) Uh, (laughs) you know how you know where I like to ranch slimes guys in a good book you know what I mean (laughs) yeah sure
2: the the grapes of wrath was basically there's a few slimes being ranched in that yeah for sure anyway (laughs) I'd much rather talk about the next game because I I know that there's a, a, a divisiveness about it that I'm excited to explore
1: so I think we're going to talk about a little game called Shovel Knight Dig next, which is the, I want to say, second spinoff in the Shovel Knight franchise. I mean, it, d- it
2: depends on if you count King of Cards. because that King was, of was cards. an expansion pack. That was an expansion. Uh, yeah, I guess so. Eh. It's quite different, but sure.
1: Uh, uh, but there was the puzzle game, Puzzle Shift. I forget what that was called. Shovel Knight Puzzle, puzzle, puzzle Shift, yeah. Puzzle Shift. No. And uh, <laughs> and now we have Shovel Knight Dig, which is a roguelike platformer uh, featuring the titular Shovel Knight, and he's digging.
2: Uh, he is digging. It is. It feels a lot like, I mean, if you've played Shovel Knight, uh, it, is, it is Shovel Knight mechanics in a sort of Downwell-style roguelike format. And it's uh, I'm really I'm really quite smitten with it. I think it has a lot of very very clever progression systems in it, Um, Hmm. and those work really really well with with uh, the the shovel knight sort of formula.
1: Yeah, because you mentioned Downwell, which doesn't have any like make the game easier like unlocks, right? Whereas uh, this definitely does. Yeah, for sure. What, what um, have you found, like, what of the progression system? So, like, again, you, you most most of the playthroughs are really just, you jump in the hole, you try to survive for as long as you can, um, and then when you die, you more or less start from scratch. Uh, but you are making some decisions as you're playing through, like, what upgrades am I picking up, or what paths am I taking as you sort of go through the levels deeper
2: yeah so there uh you're you're going through you're collecting gemstones which is like the currency for the game uh which you can spend like in the middle of the run or you can hang on to it for more sort of permanent unlocks uh at the end of a run uh you are there's like branching pathways that go into different levels sort of spelunky two style uh there. are are like npcs in a hub world that you then can go back to and uh those npcs will offer a variety of different things for you to upgrade like there's an armorer who has hidden templates all over the well that you're digging into uh there are these relics that are like these boosters Uh, that you can not only find in the world, but you can purchase these, like, relic keys that you can take into a run to possibly, like, add new relics to your uh, future runs. Uh, There's uh, different weapon techniques that you can unlock by accomplishing different achievements. Uh, And the whole time, like, you have a pretty limited health bar, and uh, it is is one of those games where you kind of have to try and play perfect as much as you possibly can because... Uh, you don't have like an overabundant, there's not a huge amount of uh, room for for mistakes. Um, and so it, it keeps the pressure on very, I, I think, in a way that keeps the game really exciting and also just offers so many different hooks for you to, to, to chase down. Uh, I am always in the process of trying to find new armor templates to see what things I can uh, unlock. There's. I just unlocked one set of armor that makes it so that when I die, I can take, I can keep one of the upgrades that I have found in the run, which is fantastic. Oh, till like I um,
1: to to the next run, you mean? To the next
2: run, and then you yeah. can keep keep that running forever. Basically, I have one upgrade that uh, there are these cogs that you can find in each level, and if you find all of them, you get, like, a special reward at the end of the level. I have an, I found an upgrade that makes it so that I uh, don't have to find all the cogs. I can only find two oh, of the cool. three, and then, like, I'm getting the upgrades at the end of each level, and uh, as a trade-off, like, less money spawns in, but I'm finding it much easier to, you know, get further in my runs, and so it's a trade-off. I... I I, I just think it's a, a a really clever game, and unlike a lot of the games that I have played for the show recently, like, I finished, I, I played enough of it to feel like I knew I could talk about it, and then I just wanted to keep playing it just because it was fun and I was having a good time, uh, which is...
1: Yeah, I I played it, you've you've played a lot more than I have, so I, I'm not gonna, I, the one thing that sort of jumped out at me is that, because you mentioned that it feels like Shovel Knight, I thought it didn't... Feel, I mean, Shovel Knight feels as a 2D platformer, feels fantastic. It's one of the best 2D platformers in terms of game feel ever. I didn't feel like this had quite that level of precision for some reason. It was like a, I don't know, it was hard to put a finger on like a floatiness to it or a, it just didn't feel as snappy to me. um And I, I, I think was, it feels super snappy. I think yeah.
2: they've, they've changed a few things like, Uh, obviously Shovel Knight was modeled after kind of the DuckTales, uh, gameplay where you are flipping shit over with your shovel and then you can do like a shovel bounce to jump off of enemies heads and damage them. Uh, now you like do that shovel bounce automatically. Anytime you jump up in the air, you don't have to like do any kind of downward button press or anything like that. And so it's really easy to kind of chain stuff together. There will be these huge like paths of dirt that uh, when you dig through them, you can just jam on the the dig button and you will just zoom through, which feels very good. Um, I don't know. I I, I I think I agreed with you when I started playing and and was having a hard time getting a foothold on the game. But once yeah. those, those like permanent upgrade mechanics start to reveal themselves um it it became a lot easier to kind of hang with it and and get get much further in my runs yeah Uh, because there really are some very transformative upgrades that you do kind of need to rely on
1: and they don't really indicate at least early on like most of the upgrades that you have at your disposal don't sound like that thrilling and i think that might have been like hindering my enthusiasm for it yeah but I'm sure. Yeah, I mean, I hadn't unlocked the armor yet, so once that armor yeah. comes, I could see that really being making a, a big difference. Yeah, it's I, on I, Apple Arcade, right? It is. Yes. Yeah. So, I so I uh, mean,
3: that that seems like the best option. I mean, I know it's on, I think PC and Switch too. I think it's on Switch too. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I've been playing on Steam Deck
2: again okay. um, because I I I saw that it was on Apple Arcade, but I feel I like feel
0: control wise. Like
2: yeah. It great. Um,
1: I think it'd be okay because it's it's really just left and right and jump. And and when I, I've played a few attack. platformers like that on arcade, and that seems pretty doable.
2: Well, and then there's like special attack buttons. I I, I don't necessarily agree. I, I I do. I would caution you to play with a, a controller. Or I you know if you're playing on Apple Arcade, there's always like a you know third party controller things that you can. Uh, use. Yeah, you could
1: pair pair it with an Xbox controller.
2: Yeah, for sure. Um, but I love it. I think it's fantastic. I love uh, Yacht Club games. I've loved all the Shovel Knight. Uh, games and weird spin-offs that they've done, the presentation and music uh, are phenomenal. Um,
1: yeah, this was Nitrome was the, I think, core developer on this, and then Yacht Club, uh, I guess, oversaw the project.
2: Oh, interesting. Yeah, I didn't know yeah. that. Um, yeah, if you, like, if you like Shovel Knight and you also like games like Downwell, or I, d- I don't think it necessarily has the uh, richness and complexity of a Spelunky, but if you do dig games like that... Um, hmm. This, if you will. This one Dig. will. If may.
1: Got it. Dig.
3: <laughs> <Yep>. <laughs>
2: oh, I didn't even... Oh, shoot. Guys, I didn't even mean hey. to
3: embarrassing. Speaking of digging video games, right after the break, we're
1: going to talk about Deep Rock Galactic.
0: Rock and Stone!
1: This episode of The Best These is sponsored by Aura Frames. All right, so... You can save on the perfect gift that keeps on giving by visiting AuraFrames.com. For a limited time, listeners can get $20 off their best-selling frame with code BESTIES. That's A-U-R-A-FRAMES.COM, promo code BESTIES. Terms and conditions apply.
0: You go get a phone. You just want a phone. Talk to your friends and family. You're not asking so much. Then you get these contracts. Your new three month unlimited wireless plan for just fifteen bucks a month, go to mintmobile.com slash besties. That's Mintmobile.com slash besties. Cut your wireless bill to fifteen bucks a month at mintmobile.com slash besties. Additional taxes, fees, and restrictions apply. See Mint Mobile for details. Um, the game that I sort of spent the most time with uh, because I thought it was going to be one that everybody was going to play, and I guess I'm really glad that I did because I was the (laughs) one that played it. (laughs) Rock and stone. Um, is called Deep Rock Galactic. And I knew nothing about this game. So let me give you the very quick pitch. There's a team of four dwarves that are sent into a system of subterranean caverns to um, retrieve... uh, The the mission objectives vary, uh, but usually you're retrieving some amount of uh, some element that you'll have mined out of the, um, of the world of the, of the mission. And then you have to bring it back to uh, either your ship or these things called mules, which are sort of like mobile bases. Um, and there, these caverns are also infested by large, like insectoid monsters that have to be dealt with while you are doing the, the mining. Um what okay there's so much that's cool about it that's the basic idea right there's so much that's cool about it i'm trying to get through as much as i can there's four different roles uh, an engineer a driller a, a like a guy a gunner and a scout and they all have very different skill sets but they each have versions of similar ideas so like each one has a locomotion ability so the scout has a long distance grappling hook the driller can drill through – has these big powerful drills that can drill through walls. All the walls are destructible. Everything is destructible. So like if you are in a cavern and you can't get to the other people, you could literally get your pickaxe out and start mining your way up to where they're at. And the drill – the driller can do that a lot faster
1: are are there like not destructible walls as well probably at the like outside
0: boundaries of them but like by and large it's not like you're going to run into like you can basically like dig through whatever that's cool and uh the engineer in addition to building turrets can like shoot platforms so what you see is like a lot of great working together where like this the someone will see some gold on the wall right and they'll point it out And then the engineer will like shoot a platform up there. Right. So you can stand below it. And then the scout will use their grappling hook to like zip up there and get the, uh, the ore that they need mined. Um, so, so that's like the, the, and and each level is very different. There's somewhere you're like following a big drilling machine and defending it while it drills. There's somewhere you're like finding fossils and like reclaiming them and bringing them back to your, to your thing. Um, there's also uh, tons of like different perk loadouts and upgrades, like all that kind of stuff. That you would so
1: like. you po- but you played online, correct? Yes. So this is
0: the thing. It's not, and that is not normally my bag. I know. But, I'm surprised, right? So here's what's what's great about this game is I have had nothing but positive interactions, and I guess the Deep Rock wow. Galactic community is like well known for this, right? For being like that, there is an ethos <laughs> in this community of like positivity. So mm. I'll give you an example and I read an article about like how they got to this point, but the main communication that they that, that you use is um the the you have like a laser pointer basically, where you use the laser pointer you point at a thing. But there's also mapped to the right stick a cheer, which is literally just he raises, they raise his pickaxe and says some
1: variation of rock and stone. Oh yeah, you kept saying rock and stone. I wasn't sure. It's in my head
0: because constantly, anytime you, somebody brings you back to life, rock and stone, and they'll give you back a rock and stone. There is an ethos in the community <laughs> huh? of no dwarf left behind. People oh. do not leave your ass behind. Like if the mission is done and they're all waiting the drop pad and you get killed by a bug those motherfuckers are going to come back for you. Like that is the way it works. And they're constantly saying that like the dwarves are pre-programmed. You don't hear a lot of voice chat. It's just a lot of dwarves affirming other dwarves uh, uh, for how much they want (laughs) to go get these emeralds and bring them back to their ship. And like that, that is what really all the things are fun, but having this environment where people are just being like, there was this one time where this guy had a huge gold Gold uh, chunk that he needed to take back to the ship, but he wanted everybody to bless it first. And this dude had a microphone, and I don't know why he had a microphone for this, but he was insisting like it would be better luck if we would all just like salute the gold chunk because I don't want anybody <laughs> to pick it up. He's like, if you don't, something bad will happen to you. I heard it from another guy. <laughs> I heard it from another guy. It's bad luck, and maybe something bad will happen this time, but it'll eventually happen to you. So it's really important that we all bless the gold chunk. Which is like, and it's bizarre. He's the only guy I've ever run into with a mic, but it's, but everyone who doesn't have a mic is like, there's no, all the resources are shared, right? So yeah. everyone is working together to get all the gems that they can. Everyone wants to, as many people to come back as they can. A lot of the abilities sort of work well together. There's like a good um, synergy to them. All the classes feel very different and you level them up individually. So you're like getting better with a certain class, but you see the roles that need filled, right? So you don't have to be the one that isn't being used if you join late. Um, there's also like uh, one other thing that's cool that kind of helps this, uh, that that like not loving to play with other people, there's a ton of missions that you go on and they're like, coll- the missions are like collections of certain levels in the game so you have to go through like these certain missions to complete the quest. And what that does is it brings advanced people back into the lower oh, I see. easier areas because you have to go through it to like complete a quest line. Right. Yeah. And so people will be, you know, they'll bring heavier hitters into your level. You're not like stuck with this level that nobody hmm. is playing.
1: How um, long does it take to like play through a level? Usually that is my one.
0: So that is like actually my one complaint with it. And it, and I don't think this is necessarily a problem with the game, but um levels there is a rating for like uh, long like how long it duration like how long they think it should take but if people get i think there's there's like uh secret objectives that i don't know about but i see people doing sometimes i just shoot the bugs and get the goal you know but like yeah uh, other people have get that money like that um and they can run for a while like i've been in ones that have lasted like 20 minutes which oh, that's is not, not bad. Oh. Is, uh, 20 or 30 minutes. I was, 30, yeah, 30 okay. minutes to the answer. Which is not bad, right? But, like, my life being the way it is. Sure. The idea that I would have, like, it is not uncommon for me to, like, just have to ghost these dudes because, you know, my mother-in-law's on the phone or there's somebody at the door or whatever. And that is, that is my, what the. It, Are you, you
1: single-handedly to- ruining this community? Like, you're the one guy that's <laughs> dropping out?
0: No, because <laughs> they're just, like, they believe in me. Like, they're happy to have me back. Rocket
1: they story. did. And then you're gone. You're AFK.
0: Yeah, well, um, but then no, the, that
1: that
3: sounds nice. I was worried you, you were going to say like an hour. Like, no, yeah, uh, yeah,
0: no, that's not it, I mean, a half hour no,
1: is not
3: no, no, bad.
0: No. But it is like I hate that feeling of like I wish there was a way to. You like, don't want to disappoint. Yeah, exactly. I don't want. Yeah. It's it's a four member team, right? Yeah, it's not like I can hide. And that you can uh, ping. This is actually really helpful. You uh, you have a uh, basically like a sonar that shows you the topography of the caverns in wireframe. That you can bring up at any time and like see where everybody is, but also see where the other areas are in relation to you. So you can plot a digging path for like how you're going to get to those people, um, which can be which can be kind of fun to it, to sort of chart your course. I
1: remember when we played uh, I forget the zombie game that was like Left for Dead. We played that back, together. Back for Blood. It back for blood. And Justin, you had a penchant to run into the evil crows that would then cause the zombie swarm to attack us. So funny. Is there an element of that where people could, if they wanted to, troll other people?
0: Not that I can think of. I, I mean, mean, that's that good. Really, you, the, the monsters are sort of like you just get an alert that there's a swarm coming is the way it typically works right and then everyone is overwhelmed everyone drop what you're doing we have to fend off this wave and then we'll get back to the mission but even if like i guess you could leave to go do mining while that's happening but the swarm will follow you so if you go off on your own yeah you're gonna get wrecked yeah you're just gonna get wrecked so it only makes sense to try to stay together so people can revive you
1: yeah Um, that sounds lovely
0: it's really lovely. I really encourage you guys to check it out. It, it is not a hot. I, I, I will say this. If you're new to it, there's enough variety... This is actually a good thing. There's enough variety in the missions where, like, I didn't always have a clear idea of what I was supposed to be doing. But I did understand my role, right? So I did... Um, oh, oh, oh. Darkness is a big thing in this game because you're in a cavern. So everybody has a store of replenishing flares that you can drop whenever, right? And you can, like, that's a resource to manage. Like, you, everyone's got to drop a bunch of flares, and but the scout has a, like, super bright flare gun that he can attach to walls. So you, this is, like, part of your role in the team is, like, if you go into a dark area, it doesn't matter what our mission objective is. I know that I need to, like, shoot out some flares to make it so people can work in here without having to, to, to constantly
1: drop their little... OSHA disposable. requirements, I get it.
0: Yeah, exactly. Um, it's great. It's
1: so it's so fun. Um, that's great. What platform will, did
0: you play it on? I played it on Steam. Um, yeah. But I think it's one of those that's on like... It
1: is game. on basically everything. I Maybe not Switch, but I it, it,
0: basically everything else. Make sure you have the time to play a game because you don't want the guilt. I didn't... The once g- I got the hang of that, I just sort of like paced myself back. You know, I didn't start a game unless I knew I was going to have an uninterrupted time. But uh, it's so fun. It, it is such a bright spot. It made me feel good to play it every time i never felt like i was letting people down i just felt like i was you know uh part of a team and it was really really cool i want to play it you should no. you'd really like it. we should, we should play it together we I should play also it together i want to play brothers. it can
2: i play yeah. it that that sounds sorry. that's that kind I mean. of a brothers thing oh no, no i'd love to play with you guys you guys oh brothers. thank you how many players can play at one time four, four. rock and perfect there's four of us did you Wait, know that
0: yeah, that's kind of why I thought other people were going to play it, honestly. Yeah. I
1: tried.
0: I thought it was going to be something of a centerpiece. <laughs> well, I
1: will I will say fans have been asking for us to talk about this game for years, so I'm glad we finally got around to it, and maybe we'll have more to say about it. I'm going to bully you guys into play.
0: doing an episode on it. It's, it's so fun.
1: It does sound dope. It sounds fun. Chris um, Plant. I've been playing the Diofield
3: Chronicle. Has anyone else been playing this and/or even heard of it? I've, I've heard of the it, the
0: Ronnie James Diofield Chronicle. <laughs> which oh. I don't know. <laughs>
1: God, I've heard of it uh, because you recommended it to me, and I uh, saw some reviews and and then I watched some videos, and I was like, this does not seem like my sort of game holy
0: shit looking at the art for this I feel like I've been shot with an elephant dart (laughs) just like instantly (laughs) my body collapsed all interest vacated my body
3: Justin I'm gonna make it so much worse if I had look
0: at these guys
3: (laughs) yeah if I had to describe the genre it is RTS tactic strategy MOBA-esque JRPG right yeah and some JRPG I mean, I cannot believe that I tried this game and that I like it that much. It, I cannot think of a game that seems more not my type of game. And yet, here I am because this game is super fun. Square Enix is re- le- releasing like a trillion games. I yeah. think like the answer is like actually like nine games or something this fall. Just a ridiculous amount of stuff that they're clearing out. And a lot of them are these kind of like weird experimental projects. feels like they're trying to figure out what they want to do next. So they're just doing a lot of... Medium-sized things, and this is one of those. And the way it works is like picture a tactical RPG, but instead of a grid. When I say that, I mean like Final Fantasy Tactics or Fire Emblem, Fire Emblem or XCOM. But instead of a grid, it is just like an open 3D space, and you move your characters around in real time, and you basically like direct them on where to go, as if you're like controlling an RTS battlefield. You have at least four at the beginning. And then you can fire off their special moves as they effectively, like, accumulate as their bars charge, right? Uh, which sounds very, very simple, and it is. Uh, I spoke with uh, the dudes from Into the Aether, and they're like, yeah, it's like a PlayStation 3 game that just happened to come out this year. And I think that's kind of right. Um, that said, what I love about it is it just feels really fun. Like, it feels great immediately hopping into these battles and from like the drop you have powers where like a dragon the size of a skyscraper flies in and spits like a world-ending comet at your enemies i mean you you immediately feel comically overpowered and here's the most important part of all of these games there's basically no story i mean it's there but the game throws you into the gameplay right away right away it wants you like learning how the game works it wants you fighting it wants you upgrading it wants you buying new weapons it wants you doing the game of it all which for me especially with square enix anything i feel like hey i'm really enjoying this game and it's like very cool but we do have an hour and a half of story to tell you and then i i I bounce so i i think this is like it's kind of the opposite of uh Well, the Fire Emblem fresh, which I think like people really, really love the story. And I think the gameplay is also great. But this feels like it's very much for people who just really want to get into the meat of the game. Um, I, I do think you would like it if you tried it. The other thing is, it's like just hilarious how much it raises the stakes. The first mission is you're like fending off bandits. The second mission zombies appear the third mission you're like under a volcano mm-hmm. um it's just it's all very silly it
1: Sounds stressful. yeah uh i guess my initial reaction a the art doesn't really do anything for but that's fine i mean sure. i get it there's an aesthetic i my initial question would be like how does the rts benefit it because generally i like really don't like rts games and i'll name a few i like the core of like pikmin stresses me the hell out uh, even like StarCraft, stuff like that, stresses me out because I feel like I'm spinning plates and I don't really like doing that. Yeah, it it never felt like an
3: RTS to me in that sense because you have so few people to manage. Yeah. So it and it's really easy. There's like one button that you can hold down to move all the characters at once, which works a lot of the time. There's another button that kind of creates a, like a little circle of influence so you can control whichever characters are inside of that. So... I don't know within like a half hour I felt like it felt more like I was one character but controlling four characters in the game. Does that make sense? Like I didn't feel like I was having to like manage like an entire army. I felt like I was just using what was available to me to perform the one thing that I wanted to
1: accomplish. Yeah that's why I always like Fire Emblem is because at least for the like first half of the game you're only dealing with like eight or nine units at a time. But it was turn-based, so I could, like, really plan out my moves, whereas this definitely seems a little more, uh, you know. So well, so the other thing here is when, when
3: when you're in the world, you can see a circle around each enemy, which is where mm-hmm. they'll be aware of you. So as long as you're not in a circle, you can kind of plan out your strategy. So a are lot the of the attacks moving? that I did, uh, some of them are, some of them aren't okay um but even with that there's usually like a wiggle room to get around them so a lot of my attacks were you know sending people around the map and letting them like go and collect some treasure while the slower people like hung out at the front of the line and then by the time the fast people on horseback or whatever could get to the back of the flank we would perform a pincer maneuver from yeah the film tenet um yes it, it, it go tem- great you
0: mean a temporal pincer
3: yes we yeah we would perform a temporal pincer um uh it's it's a delight i i don't expect any of you to play it i i, okay. I think it i think hey, it's gonna be up
0: we got um well,
3: I, I, hey i think i i want to say i think it's a hidden gem i think <laughs> i think it's one of those games like in three years people will be like oh yeah I I can't believe we got that game that year, and then they won't talk about it. If it was a hidden gem, I would have found it by now. Me and my dwarf pals have been pretty thorough.
0: <laughs> rock and stone, <laughs> rock and stone, rock and stone. Yes. Uh, uh, Justin, tell me about Steel Rising. A much a, a very much briefer than my last spiel. I did just want to mention Steel Rising because uh, I like Souls likes Souls type mm-hmm. games. Um, and Steel Rising, despite the, I mean truly terrible title i mean truly terrible i mean there are worse titles uh yeah it's the Diofield chronicle it's a deal mind. hey right. hey um steel rising is uh one of those it's it is a soulsborne game i think the real like draw here is aesthetics you are a clockwork warrior who wears a powdered wig Mm-hmm. And she looks radical. If you can look at like images of Aegeus from um uh Steel Rising, like you can customize her look some, but the entire game, the in basically um France has been overtaken by a clockwork army and that because they were created to serve people and then the clockwork machines took over. Classic. There is one clockwork warrior that is still loyal to Marie Antoinette. And that's Agius, and even has like creeped out by her, kind of. Hmm. But she sets her on this mission to like basically save France from the people that are taking over it. Um, so it looks really, really neat, and the the monsters are all the enemies are all these like automatons too. So they they you can see how they're constructed, and they have really cool like movement patterns and things like that. Um, mechanically, it's it. There's not a ton of like innovation going on here um there there is a uh there's like refillable bullets which is kind of interesting um which i guess other games have those but there's like uh,
1: like when you get to a checkpoint you just get more bullets basically no
0: no no you can you like there's guns that use ammo basically that bloodborne is the closest like point of comparison here Um, there's guns that use ammo you have to collect it. It's not it's a resource that okay. you have to collect. <laughs> but the but the ammo is also used by other abilities. Oh you know, I this see. this thing called um what is it, like alchemical capsules or something. Got it, like that. got it. And got those it. are used for various various like abilities. And each weapon has like sort of a uh, alternate uh, ability. You can also overload enemies um by uh using uh, hitting them with a lot of like light attacks, they'll basically become stunned. One one thing that's kind of interesting is there's a there's a, a sort of stamina bar, but it's representing Aegeus overheating because she doesn't have stamina, obviously being a clockwork automaton. Um, and you can basically hit a button when your stamina is out and use a coolant that will refresh your stamina at the cost of your health, so oh. it like hurt you, but you can like get a couple more hits in if that's all you need to. Yeah, that's cool. Uh, close the deal. It's fun if you like these, if you like the aesthetic, if you like the era. Um, it's it it feels different that way. It doesn't feel different enough. Like it's just one of those where you start mapping one to one, like, okay, these are the Estes flasks, these are the you yeah, know, this is the the souls. The bonfire. Bonfires or so. yeah. yeah. Um, but uh it's it's cool. I, I was having fun with it, but I didn't necessarily feel like I've gotta see what, what happens next. It does look outrageously cool though.
3: We got one more game. Hoops, I think you are the other person who played this. Squad 51 versus the Flying Saucers. Yeah,
0: this is an interesting one.
3: I think if this game had come out in 2008 on XBLA, it would have been the biggest game of the season. People would have been over the moon. Um, It kind of is doing what Cuphead did with uh, old school animation. It is doing with old school sci-fi matinee film. It is just a relatively straightforward sci-fi uh, scrolling shooter, like 2D scrolling shooter. You are a plane, and you are shooting uh, at UFOs, and that's the the entire game. But the look, the aesthetic, the vibe is really what takes it home. Um, they, they basically make the game itself look like Late 1930s, early 1940s sci-fi matinees. And why I say that, I don't mean like the 1950s, like, I don't know, arch sci-fi. I mean like, hey, movies are black and white and we just learned how to get talkies going. Yeah,
0: there's a real newsreel vibe to it. Like, yes, uh, to the treatment of the of the graphics and things like that.
3: Um, And for the most part, like the acting, the sound design, they do a good job recreating it. This isn't like for movie nerds, like Guy Madden level of recreation of old film, but it's, it's pretty good. I would say it is closer to recreating old film than like Sky Captain of Tomorrow, which right, you know, I think I tried to blur the lines between old and new, Um, but the story is like, there's just enough there that it's fun to watch. You get, you know. A little short bit of the movie, I don't know, every two or three levels? Would that sound right, Justin? It's not like every stage. Um, and and then you get thrown into this shooter, which is a really solid shooter. You there, there are tons and tons and tons of upgrades that you collect basically constantly. And you can just keep adding them on as you go. You start with like one upgrade spot. You probably have like 20 by the end. Um, and it has a good sense of getting stronger and stronger as your little ship fights bigger and bigger, uh, alien vessels. Uh, and it spices it up like a a fair amount where, you know, at first you're just flying through the open sky shooting UFOs, but then you're flying into a mine and then suddenly you're like having to zig and zag inside and outside of giant UFOs to destroy them. Um, so it's not just the same thing over and over again. It's difficult, but I wouldn't. I mean, as far as shooters, like side scrolling shooters go, it's it's pretty chill. Um and in Are yeah, there difficulty
1: I, settings? Like could you play it on easy?
3: There there's a normal and a hardcore. And mm. the the hardcore I do not recommend at yeah. all unless you're extremely hardcore. Um the normal is
0: Yeah, yeah, Griffin is
3: all of you I think of as hardcore schmuck players. Um
0: I did like how the um, top and bottoms of the screen aren't necessarily fixed mm. so like there's massive ships but you can kind of go around them um mm-hmm. w- when the UFOs foes start uh turning on their axis to where they become like big obstacles for you to try to avoid that's kind of cool i did i liked it i i felt like it was um i needed just like a little bit more mechanically that felt uh like something new or something that i hadn't um uh, experience before the 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 gameplay parts of this are all pretty straight down the middle um do you
1: think it was just like oh we have the aesthetic and the aesthetic code sort of stands on its own
0: well i mean that that's part of it i uh, but it's also like it's kind of hard to parse a lot of the time because it is all sepia toned so like the, the it, when the screen gets pretty crowded and this is i think by design when the screen gets pretty crowded, it can be hard to pick out your ship hmm. amongst everything else. Um and that and I think that maybe that's why they're trying to keep it as sort of like simple as they not uh, simple in the meaning of like not complex, not easy. But uh it was definitely cool and I I dug it. I just felt like um I don't know, I needed something a little bit more to justify like coming back uh repeatedly. Because um, yeah. I was getting murdered pretty bad, and uh I did not have enough fun going through those early areas to kind of keep pushing forward.
3: It felt to me like a great proof of concept for this studio and the yeah. team that's making it. Like I feel like whatever they make after this will be really fantastic. I I think this is honestly great, but it's great because it's two of the things that I love. I love these like. 80s, early 90s side-scrolling shooters, and that you obviously, I, I love the weird film recreation stuff that it's doing. Um, but I think, like, unlike Cuphead, I, I think Cuphead's old-school animation is like, I don't know, just more recognizable to people, mm-hmm. probably because of Disney-type of stuff. Yeah. So I think it has like a more immediate appeal. Also, Cuphead is like just so polished, um, where this. It, it does have some rough edges. Like, I mean, an example is they had to use CG sets for some of the film sequences mm-hmm. and it like kind of breaks the illusion a little bit. Mm-hmm. Um, and then in the game, there are times where they, they really try to make it look like, Oh, you are a actual like model plane flying over a, you know, green screen, or I guess a projection screen from back then of like newsreel footage of a location. But then every now and then there'll be a CG base or whatever. And that, again, it kind of takes, it it defeats whatever the larger goal is. And I get why they had to do it. Like, hand-making every set in this game would have taken forever. Mm -hmm. Um, And I'm sure it's like, hey, good scope management, but... It is why I would like to see this is like the type of studio where I don't want them to get acquired by Microsoft. I don't want everybody to be acquired, but I would like them to have like that support from a studio that size where they could like give them the money they need to actually take a bigger swing.
0: Yeah.
3: Wow. Uh, should we do reader or mail? Sure. Uh, okay. Read or mail. Uh, a few quick questions. This one from Mike. What was the first real horror
1: game you played? Does Seventh Guest count as a horror game? I think so. Yeah, then that would be it. Seventh Guest, very um, weird FMV game. When I I was probably seven years old when I played that game. Hey, appropriate.
2: The first game I can remember scaring me was Willy
0: Beamish. For oh,
2: the that Sega is a CD.
0: scary one.
2: Willy Beamish was a cart a, a, a like very cartoony uh, Sierra Online sort of adventure game. Where you're a little boy named Willie Beamish you had a pet by frog.
0: Rotor if memory serves.
2: And he was just a brat. He was a real piece of shit. <laughs> and um like the stakes of that game are so horrific where like if you get detention, you get sent off to military school, and then at one point you have a babysitter who turns into a vampire bat who like carries yeah. you away into the night. And that made me that made me very scared. Um, but also the frog's name was Horny. So like, what were we doing back in the early nineties? Yeah, how's it going? <laughs> how's it going for everyone back then? You can push your little sister so hard on the swing that she like flies <laughs> flies off and like probably dies. Pretty cool game, I guess. Willy First game. one
0: I ever played was a really truly wild one. The Friday the Thirteenth, uh, yeah, NES game I bought at. Uh, God. Budget Pharmacy, remember <laughs> Christ alive! Sure. Remember it was a Griff. You remember up on, on Fairfax? It oh was like, sure, it was. Oh, man, renting games used to be such a thing. And our mom knew nothing about video games, right? So, but if they were gonna have like adults over or something, she would rent us a game from from the the Budget Pharmacy or Cummings Renaissance Center, and she would have no clue. So it was an absolute crapshoot what my mom would bring back for us to play. This was the eighties. She brought, at one point, one time I remember she brought Centipede. I was like, fucking hell. (laughs) (laughs) What am I gonna do with this? Centipede for two two hours. Unbelievable. But one of the ones she brought back was, for whatever reason, Friday the 13th. I must have talked her into it, if memory serves. But that is a really hilarious game where you're like going room to room as a camp counselor. And it is like 90% nothing is happening <laughs> like nothing there's not like rampant sex or other uh you know friday the 13th style activities you're wandering around looking for jason and then if you find him maybe you have a weapon and you try to kill him and maybe you don't and you're on away. uh it is but a, he was a, scary
1: though i was like it genuinely scared scary, scary when because you, you up. spend
0: so much time with him not being there yeah that when he does show up you're like oh god it's jason
1: yeah it was bad
0: Why am I looking
2: for this dude? He's so much bigger than me.
3: The box art for this game is like maybe my favorite box art from the NES era. It's so. It's really
0: good. It's really good.
3: It's like full Trapper Keeper, except for like Jason with an axe busting through it. It And it looks
0: like a Jason Trapper Keeper. Like if if your kid was like a little bit more alternative, like they didn't want a bunch of sports cars and things like that i want jason at the top it says
3: interactive video games but interactive is spelled like entertainment no you're gonna have fun
0: there's also 2d segments too don't you love that that nes thing where it's like hey why we should try to make two different (laughs) games
1: and put them into one. there was that one um, the goonies game was like that yeah there was one called
0: rescue that was the the uh the embassy mission where you would do, like, a sniper section. You remember this one, Griffin? You would do, like, a sniper segment. Yeah, for sure. And then sure. you would run around a first person in a building. And then there was a side-scrolling action thing where you hid from spotlights and stuff. That game Gotta
1: works. mix it up. Yeah. Uh,
3: mine is just Splatterhouse, which you oh, can play on oh, Switch yes. right now. Yeah, Mosey discovered that on some, like, video game mix collection on his Switch. And at first I was super proud that he just happened to discover Splatterhouse. And then I watched him play, and I was like, you know what? No, this probably is not a good not thing. Great for a four-year-old. Yeah. <laughs> not great, old Not cool. You can punch people so hard that they explode into organs. Um, <laughs>
2: well, uh, Friday the 13th was made by Atlas.
3: Yeah. Oh, Isn't wow. that wild?
2: They also made Quirk for the Game Boy. God, Atlas beats ass.
3: Um, A uh, very quick question from Emmy Is Chris Plant going to watch the Near Automata anime series? Yes. Of uh, course. Uh, definitely. Was there any doubt? Uh, there are no doubt because apparently the story is a little bit different. So you Uh know I got to get caught up on that lore.
1: Maybe they cut out the little annoying boy from the storyline, and I'll be more interested.
0: Um, Can you ask this next one real quick? Because I just want to make a quick quick pitch.
1: Uh,
3: Alex asks, uh, what are good, unsettling, spooky games that aren't out to give me a heart attack but definitely fit the spooky, eerie vibes?
0: I just wanted to very briefly make a pitch for... um, There are a ton of adventure games um, from, like, the... Mid 90s, and I know that the, I know I push FMV stuff a lot here. Uh, not just FMV stuff, but like Phantasmagoria. There's a lot of like adult um adventure games that Sierra did. Um, the seventh guest and 12th, uh, what is it? Seventh guest, 13th hour or something? No, 11th, seventh guest, 11th hour, 11th, hour. 13th something is the new one, but um they have a really cool like a lot of those games from that time period with the uh with the the beginning of like the the more sophisticated midi audio <laughs> uh and and a little bit of voice acting some of those have a really cool creepy vibe without being like all about uh jump scares the ones like harvester and stalker too from that same time period um definitely like meet that criteria i think
3: uh i think luigi's mansion series is right mm. there. Costume Quest, I don't think the games are fun, but just being in the world is great. I think there's an Amazon animated series. Um, and if you like old, old games, my number one wreck, Zombies Ate My Neighbors.
1: Oh, yeah. I games don't are, know that. that or Fester's creepy. Quest. None of those are spooky fit.
0: or eerie. Yeah. What are you talking? They're Do all you like... you think Costume Quest is... You're, you're, you watch Costume Quest and you're like... <laughs> well, chill chill has no, my got spine the, that kid's dressed like a
1: banana it's, it's like halloween, halloween stuff vibe. for people who
3: don't want to be scared
1: yeah yeah they,
0: they clearly said they want unsettling okay
1: listen hocus okay. pocus <laughs> <I> mean, zombies <laughs> ate my neighbors they ate it's their, like, in the neighbors. title <laughs> their neighbors are dead
0: they're not coming back from that
3: <laughs> okay, okay if we want something that's like not fully scary but unsettling remember that uh little nightmares game we played oh, oh yeah, yeah that works oh, that's a good limbo, one
1: that was kind of scary good. though like, that thank
3: bot, you like, limbo
0: that would be good yeah, yeah
1: limbo. Anyway.
3: um and then but uh what's that
0: one that tequila works did the
3: um oh those games are fun they, they made two of them um oh my god oh that's gonna it, the, the, the oh, oh no I'm right in thank and tell us <laughs> the, somebody's just yelling at us right it's now sexy brutal
0: come. sexy brutal thank you
3: Oh, I, I was thinking of the tequila. Other the Japanese tequila studio. Oh,
0: oh yeah. I mean, they've they've good ones too. Okay.
3: Uh, last question, uh, from David. With the rise of legitimately good video game animes, which IP, big or small, would you like to see in gritty anime form? I think for, let's let's cut gritty. I think just anime form. Viva pinata. Do I have to watch it if I request it? Or can it be more like... <laughs> yeah. It's good that it's out there.
1: Fester's <laughs> Quest. Um, mm-hmm. Adam's Family would be perfect for an anime, for what it's worth. It would worth. be a great anime.
0: Yeah.
2: Is this is like a tricky I mean, question? Dark Souls, I guess.
1: After that Elden Ring manga, I'm like super into seeing what they would do. Yeah, Could be really good.
3: I like that. I, I'm okay with that. I, w- I would be very curious what a Call of Duty anime would look like, but that's just morbid <laughs> curiosity, not that I think it would be good. Maybe
2: like uh, Destiny. I think mm. Mm. They, I You know, think the
0: Dishonored enough. world
2: is Ooh, where I
3: would yeah. watch an anime set. I like that. like that. That would be good. Same with Prey. Really anything arcane.
0: Yeah, they, be, they make really good. Have
2: you all watched any of the anime cyberpunk? Fun. I'm assuming yes. that this is the, is it okay? Is it good?
3: Yeah, it's great. Uh do, do not watch it in with your kids like even remotely near. Oh room. bro,
2: I, I we were fucking boy howdy Big ups. I forget what we were looking up. We were looking up like uh Smash Brothers like stage builder mechanics and controls and stuff and it loaded up some wiki website and it played an ad for that Uh-oh. show where somebody Brothers. got like cut oh. the fucking half and blood everywhere. Oh, And Henry was like you should not be watching videos like that. And I was like, it's a, it's an advertisement. I would never.
3: <laughs> um yeah, it's 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 a lot,
1: but it, it's great.
3: Um hey, we 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 emptied the reader mailbag. Perfect.
1: Should we do some honorable mentions? Okay, so uh we have the following people to thank for reviews for the besties on Apple Podcasts. Ryan Lane, can you believe it? That's a funny name. Uh that's and fucked Mi- up, bro. <laughs> What? and <laughs> someone's name. Is it? Oh, I mean. Somebody's name, They man. lucked out. And Mystery Wizard, thank you for writing reviews for the besties on Apple Podcast. Uh, thank you to everyone else for sharing the show and talking about it and doing all sorts of great things. Chris Plant, what did we talk about this week? Please grant
0: me one more week of playing Deep Rock Galactic <laughs> guilt-free. <laughs> Please. It's all I want is for you to say Rock and Stone and then we'll all play it and it'll be the most I just downloaded fun. it, baby.
3: And this is what old. we talked about this week. I know, but it's is it all that is. We're going to get to what we're
0: talking about next week. You, we just barely scratched the surface.
3: This week, we talked about Trombone Champ, Slime Rancher 2, Shovel Knight Dig, Deep Rock Galactic, The Deerfield Chronicles, Steel Rising, and Squad 51. Sounds
0: like you're saying Deerfield like an adorable baby. (laughs) Deerfield. The Deerfield
2: Chronicles.
3: (laughs) Squad 51 versus the Flying Saucers. Next week, we're going to talk about something mysterious. Will it be more Deep Rock Galactic? I don't know. It could be. Just meet you uh,
0: it so make can play Deep Rock Galactic with us.
1: Whatever it is, rock it's going to be great. Rock and Stone. Justin, you can't end the show with Rock and Stone. You need to end it normally.
0: <laughs> well, I will probably still say Rock and Stone at the end. That's going to do it for us for this week. Uh, thanks so much for listening. And be sure to join us again next week for the besties. Because shouldn't the world's best friends pick the world's best games?